the title of my message is Jesus Said Yes. You know, Jesus said yes about your healing. And, um, you know, I was, um, as I was preparing, I was, I was thinking about how many times Jesus just looked out at the multitudes with compassion. And he saw people that were lost, you know, that were dead spiritually, that were struggling, that needed healing, that needed peace, that needed joy, that, that just they had needs. And he wanted to meet every need. And when he walked on this earth, we know that he prayed for people, he healed people, right? He raised people from the dead. And he's no different today. He's still looking at people and saying, I want to meet your needs. I want to heal you. I want to set you free. I want to deliver you. I want you to have a full life. I want you to have not just life, but have it more abundantly. I want you to be happy. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to know me. I want you to know how much I love you. I want you to know how much I gave, how much I gave up for you. I want you to know what I did for you. So even today, he's looking, and he wants us to know, I still have eyes of compassion. I still look at my people with compassion. I still long for them to have all that I provided for them. And so healing is one of those things that he has provided for us. And so, you know, a lot of times Christians ask, Christians and other people too, but even Christians ask this question. They ask, is it God's will to heal? Is it his will to heal? You know, because if you don't believe that it's someone's will to do something, you don't have any confidence that they're going to do it, right? So is it his will to heal? And the answer is yes. And we're going to look at the word and see that he says, it is my will to heal. Amen? And so one of the most important things when you are believing God for healing, that question needs to be settled. That needs to be settled. It's, it's God's will to heal, and I'm going to take it a step further. It's God's will to heal me. It's God's will to heal you. It's not just, you know, thinking, well, I know, you know, he might heal this one or that one, or, you know, they're they a really good Christian, or, you know, they've been, they, they know how to get things from God. No, it's God's will to heal everybody. So it's his will to heal you. It's his will to heal me. Now, you have to understand, we live in this world. This world is a fallen world. This world has been affected by um, sin, right? So with sin came sickness and disease. So we live in a world. We live in a, a flesh body. And there are things that we have to deal with 
in this body because it is a body. We don't have our, you know, glorified body just yet. So this body is decaying, right? But we also live in a world, and we know that Satan is the god of this world, and Satan is the author of sickness and disease, right? So that means when you deal with something, don't think that I'm not a good Christian or I'm, I missed it or whatever. No, we live in, in this world. But it's what you do with that that matters. It's whether you stand and say, no, Jesus has redeemed me from the curse of the law. So headache, you got to go. Cancer, you got to go. Whatever it may be that may be trying to come against you. See, one of the things we as Christians need to understand is Jesus has already paid the price for our healing. So really and truly, we already have healing. It's already ours. It's part of the benefit of being a Christian, part of the benefit of what Jesus got for us. It already belongs to us. It's already ours. But the devil tries to take it away from us. You guys, um, anybody in school when you know when you say you were in school and there was a bully who would take the kids lunch money now it was your lunch money but the bully took it and didn't want to give it back right so you either the bully was either waiting for you to to see if you would try and get it back or if you would just give up and say, forget it, I'm just not going to eat lunch today. Well, that's how the devil is. He wants to see, are you just going to just say, okay, forget it, I'm just going to be sick? Or are you going to say, uh-uh, that's my money, that's my healing, and you can't have it, so you give it back now in the name of Jesus. We have healing. We have it. It's yours. Jesus got it for you. He got it for you. So don't let the devil take it from you. Praise God. So let's look at him. Um, so you know I'm not just talking off the top of my head. Okay, let me get to my notes. <laughs> so one of the things I, I, I wrote here or I have here is um, when we understand God's will about a subject, we go to God's word, right? Or when we want to understand God's will, right? If you want to understand God's will about your children or your marriage or if you want to understand about being single or if you want to understand about your finances, where should you go? To the word. So if you want to know about healing, where should you go? To the word. Okay, so the Bible tells us that healing is the will of God. The Bible also tells us forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That's in Psalm 119, 89. And then it also says in Luke 21, verse 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word 
will never pass away, right? My words will not pass away. So healing is forever set, is a forever settled subject because God's word is forever settled. If it's in God's word, it is forever settled. It is a settled thing. It is a done deal. It's settled. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to say, does this belong to me? No, it's settled. It's in God's word, and it's settled. So we understand that God took care of sin, the sin, you know, sin for humanity, right? We know Jesus went to the cross. He died. He became our substitute. He died on the cross for us, right? We know that. But do you know, are you convinced that he also took care of sickness and disease at the same time? It was part of the package. So he didn't leave that out. So in Isaiah 53, turn to Isaiah 53. Let's look there real quick. Isaiah 53, and we're going to look at verse 4. Uh, yeah, we'll start in verse 4. I think most of the scriptures I'm using today will be in the King James. It says in Isaiah 53, verse 4 through 5, Surely, everybody say, Surely, Surely. he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. With his stripes, we are healed. Not going to be, we are healed. And then if you look at 1 Peter 2.24, which um, also says basically the same thing, or Peter is talking about this as well. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. So Isaiah says that you are, because Isaiah, you know, he was an old prophet testament. But then Peter is saying that you were because Peter knows what Jesus did. Peter was there when Jesus got those stripes on his back. Peter was there when Jesus went to the cross. Peter saw the fulfillment of Isaiah 53. He was an eyewitness. He knows that so he can say with all boldness with confidence under the inspiration of the holy spirit with his stripes we were healed we were healed because jesus is the one who got purchased our healing when jesus received those stripes on his back those stripes represented our healing our redemption We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Part of that curse is sickness and disease. So Peter saw that. So he was able to write that because, as I said, he was an eyewitness. He was right there when it was happening. Even though he had denied, you know, he had denied Jesus, but he saw it. Praise God. So, um... Let's look at another scripture. Let's look at Matthew 8, Matthew chapter 8. 
verse 16, starting verse 16. This also illustrates Isaiah 53, 5. And it says here, when the eve was come, they brought unto him, brought unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Praise God. Himself. He did it. We didn't have to do it. He did it. One of the things I love about this passage, too, it says when that, um, that Jesus healed all that were sick. Everybody. In this particular case, when they, when they brought people to him, they brought people that were possessed with devils. He cast out the devils, and then he healed everybody that was sick. Now, can you imagine during that time, they heard about Jesus. They heard about how people got healed because of Jesus. They were bringing people. They were bringing everybody. You know, that's what we should do for the third Sunday. We should bring everybody that we know is sick. They brought people, and the people got healed. Some of them couldn't walk. Some of them couldn't see. They had all kinds of ailments, all kinds of diseases, but they brought them and Jesus healed them. They brought them and Jesus healed them. And he healed all of them. Not some of them, but he healed all of them. Praise God. That's the kind of God we serve. He healed them all. Praise God. Do you think God wants you sick? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So by healing the sick in his earthly ministry, Jesus was fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. You know, the prophecy of with his stripes we are healed. This was before he went to the cross and legally got it. So he was walking in that. When he walked on this earth, he was healing people. But when he went to the cross, he got it legally. Because, see, remember that the demons would, would mess with him and say, Jesus, it's not your time. It's not our time. It's not your time. You can't. You, are you, you, you can't do this. Oh, yeah, I can. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, you know, everybody was, Jesus was healing people and they were having problems because he healed on the Sabbath day. Who cares? The person needed healing. But when he went to the cross, he got it for everybody. Because when he walked on the earth, it was only those that were brought to him or those that he went to that got healed. But once he went to the cross and paid the price so that we could be healed, anybody, everybody can be healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's good news. That is good news. So healing belongs to us just as salvation belongs to us. Healing is a part of our redemption. It's a part of it. 
It's a benefit. Praise God. It's a benefit of redemption. So I'm, I'm telling you, when it comes to, to this particular subject, let's not think any less of this than we do of our salvation. How many of you question your salvation? Once you ask Jesus in your heart, do you, do you question that? Do you know you're saved? You know that, right? You're, you're convinced of that, right? If anybody says, are you saved, what do you say? Saved. I'm saved. Yep. If anybody says, raise your hand if you've got Jesus in your heart, what do you do? You raise your hand, right? Okay, so if I said, if you know that healing belongs to you, can you raise your hand for that? It's yours. Why? Because it's a part of salvation. It's a part of your redemption. The same Jesus who died for your salvation is the same Jesus who died for your sicknesses and diseases. He won the victory over death and hell. He won the victory over sickness and disease. Same one. Praise the Lord. So um, let's go to Psalm 103. Again, we can see that healing is one of the benefits of our redemption. Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth? How many? How many? Some? A few? Maybe? No, all. All of our diseases. All of them. Every single one of them. So we can see that it's not just a few. It's, just not, it's not even just minor ailments. It's anything. Anything. Praise God. So the word all means nothing left out. Nothing is left out of the redemptive work of Christ. Not a headache, not a stomach ache, not any kind of cancer, nor any kind of heart trouble. Anything that anybody may be dealing with, facing, it was not left out. It's part of the package. It's part of the benefits that Jesus secured for us. Amen? So he dealt with every sickness and every disease. And, you know, I w as I was studying, one of the things that the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, you know, there's no expiration on healing. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, there's no expiration. I said, I don't understand. So um, this is what he told me. He said, what I'm saying, it doesn't matter how long you've been sick, God will still heal you. No matter how long you've been dealing with a, a situation, an issue, an illness, a disease, God can still heal you. God can still heal you. I mean, think about it. The man at the pool of Bethesda, he was sick for how many years? 38 years. Did he get healed? 
Who healed him? Jesus healed him. Did Jesus say, man, you, wait a minute. Now, now he did talk to him. You've been laying here for 38 years. But Jesus did not deny him healing because of the length of the time he had that, that disease. In fact, he was like, I believe Jesus was like, you know what? Let me take care of this. You've been waiting too long. It's like, you know, I would say, now this is just plain old ridiculous. We need to take care of this. And I believe that's how Jesus sees it. This is ridiculous. You don't have to live like this. Think about the, the woman that was bowed over for 18 years. Did Jesus heal her? Yep. What about the lady with the issue of blood? 12 long years. Did Jesus heal her? Absolutely. So don't think, well, you know, I've been dealing with this for so long. I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to live, live with this. You can. But why should you? If you can be free from it, why wouldn't you? Doesn't matter how long. I remember Brother um, Hagen told the story of this woman who had been in a wheelchair. I don't remember how many years now, but she had been in a wheelchair for a long time. And um, at this one particular time, uh, they were praying for her. And um, hopefully I get the story right. I'm going to be close, I know. They, they were praying for her and um, for her to be healed and actually to get up by that wheelchair and walk. So as they were praying, she, the Spirit of God, the power of God, lifted her up out of that wheelchair. And she could have walked away, but you know what she did? She grabbed the wheelchair and sat back down and said that she was going to live that way until she died. But the power of God was there to heal her. She could have been walking. She could have lived the rest of her life walking and being a testimony of the goodness of God, declaring the goodness of God. But she chose instead to hold on to that sickness, to that disease, to actually, she, she was captive. She was bound. And she chose that over what Jesus had for her. But thank God these three that I talked about, they were glad they got healed. That lady with the issue of blood, can you imagine? I mean, think about it. For 12 long years, 12 years. 12 years. She had to be weak. You know, and if you think about it, during those times, I think it's like in Leviticus 15, so anybody who has the issue of blood, a woman has the issue of blood, she's, she's declared unclean until the flow stops. This woman's flow never stopped. But they couldn't touch anybody. So do you realize for 12 years she had no physical contact? If she had a family, she couldn't. She had to live away from her family. She couldn't go out in public. If she did, she had to say, 
un- walk down the street unclean, unclean, unclean. That was bondage, guys. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God she heard about Jesus. Thank God she pressed. You know, literally it says that she crawled to get just to the hem of his garment. Because she kept saying, if I can but just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. How bad do you want your healing? Are you willing to press for it? Are you willing to stand for it? Are you willing to defy what your body is saying and say what God says so that you can have what God says? How bad do you want it? Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? The thing about Jesus, um, he accomplished our redemption in his death and burial and resurrection. Um, And, you know, he came to the earth to do the Father's will. So, really, when he was healing, he was the Father's will in action. He was the Father's will in action. Everything, if he was here to do the Father's will, everything he did, he was the Father's will in action. He was acting out. He was doing the Father's will. He was doing, he, he, when he laid hands on the sick, when he, you know, took that mud and put it on the blind man's eye. He was acting out God's will. He was God's will in action. Whoo! Hallelujah. All right, let's look at Luke chapter um, 15. And you'll see here um, where Jesus says, actually says, I will. Luke chapter 15. And we're going to start in verse 12. And it says, and it came to pass when he, Jesus, was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. You know, when when it says full of leprosy, it means that he was actually in the last stages of leprosy. It had affected his whole body. He was full of leprosy, okay? Um, Who seen Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand, this is Jesus, and he put forth his hand and touched him. Now, normally you don't touch people with leprosy. You don't touch them for various reasons. You don't want to get it, but also you could touch him, and then that where you touch could literally fall off. So, and he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. Be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Jesus answered that question. He said, I will. He's like, Lord, if you can, if you will. Jesus said, I will. I will. I will heal you. 
I will, not I might, not maybe today or maybe tomorrow, but he says, I will heal you. He's saying that to us today. I will heal you. I will. So that question concerning God's will to heal is answered in this passage. Praise God. The New International Version says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. The New English Bible translates this version, ver, verse, in, and it says, Indeed, I will be clean again. And other translation says, It is my pleasure be clean. It is my pleasure. Wow. Isn't that cool? Jesus said, It is my pleasure. Oh, I love doing this. It is my pleasure to heal you. That makes me happy. Hallelujah. So we can see that Jesus himself said, I will. Jesus himself said, yes, I'll heal you. Yes. The answer is yes, emphatically yes. So he's willing. So, you know, it's interesting, though, a lot of us don't have a problem seeing Jesus in his earthly ministry as the healer, right? They don't question that uh, he was anointed to heal, you know, in Acts um, 10.38, talks about how Jesus was anointed to heal and how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. So it, it, it talks about that. But he has the ability to heal today. 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 And remember... He doesn't change. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it yesterday, he'll do it today, and he'll do it forever. Praise God. Forever. And Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, and I change not. I don't change. Why would God change his mind about healing? He says, I don't change. We can go all through the Old Testament. We can go through the Gospels, and we can see where he was Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we need to have faith not only in Jesus' power and ability to heal, but also in his willingness and compassion to heal. 
We should no longer question whether or not Jesus wants to heal us because he provided healing for us in his great act of redemption. Praise God, he hasn't changed. He's still saying today, I will. I wanted you to um, look at one more passage real quick. Let's look at, um, and then we're going to pray for the sick. Let's look at Proverbs 4, because um, this is going to be important to those that we, um, we pray for. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. As I can get there. Okay, in Proverbs chapter 4, in verse 20, I want to do this now because I don't want to forget at the end. Starting in verse 20, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of their, thy, thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Right? So, there are some things here that are important. It says to attend to his word, incline our ears to his saying. God wants us to attend to his word, read his word, um, meditate on his word, think about his word, speak his word. Incline that ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of their, thy heart. Why? Because they're life. So when you, when hands were laid on you, or even as you, you know, as even those of you who say, well, Minister Linda, I'm not dealing with anything, so I don't need hands laid on me tonight. That's fine. But this is, this is for you as well. So if you get laid, hands laid on you, then you need to do this. You need to do just what this says. If you don't get hands laid on you, you still need to do this because you need to keep it flowing, right? And then if something does try to come up against you, you've already got yourself built up. So you're not scrambling to figure out where are the healing scriptures You've already been meditating on them. You already know what God says about this. And so that's what will come out of your mouth, right? Um, I remember when my dad was first diagnosed with cancer. My mom said the first thing that came out of his mouth was he said, Jesus is my healer. Amen. That was the first thing that came out of his mouth. And Jesus healed him. He got healed. He got delivered. Um, but one of the reasons why I want, want to emphasize this is when you get hands laid on you, you've got to keep your faith built up. Because the enemy comes immediately to steal the word. Um, many times at night, you know, the enemy will come and try and talk you out of whatever it is you believed you got from God, your healing, finances, whatever it may be. But if you will put God's word, keep God's word before you, speak the word, when your mind starts going 
in the wrong direction, you pull it back and say, no, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. I am healed. I don't care how I feel right now. I am healed. I am healed. I have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Sickness and disease is something that I've been redeemed from. So you want to have this so that when the attack comes, you know what to do. Okay? Because I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I, you know, I, I have to be straight with you. The enemy will test you to see, do you really believe that? Did anybody get tested, you know, like when you got saved? Did anybody get tested where you had thoughts, are you really saved? Well, he could say, are you really healed? And your answer needs to be yes, but then you need to speak the word. And you need to speak the word until your mind doesn't think those thoughts. Renew your mind to the truth. So I believe, um, Minister Darnell and Leticia, did we get these out there? Okay, so out in the foyer, we're helping y'all out, always helping each other. There is, um, this is God's will to heal. Some of you may have already seen this before uh, by um, Pastor Keith Moore. He wrote down 101 things God said about healing. So these are scriptures. You can just take this paper and you can read these. The first one says, I am the Lord and healeth thee. Exodus 15, 26. There's 101 things. And you can just go through these. And speak this. Now, you may go through all 101. I, I've timed it. It takes me about 15 minutes if I just go down the list and just say each one of them. Or you can do a few of them. Um, and, and let me back up a little bit. Okay, if you are taking medicine or if you need to go to the doctor, please go. Okay, God is the one who, who have, you know, he has given doctors some wisdom. They don't know everything. You know, we know that they're practicing. But yet and still, they do have a place. So what I'm trying to say is don't, don't throw your medicine out if you're taking medicine. We're going to lay hands on you, but if you're taking medicine, go to your doctor to see if it's okay to take your medicine or to stop taking your medicine. Don't just, don't just stop. I mean, and if you know, you know, if you know without a doubt, oh, you know, things are changed, that's awesome. But still go to your doctor. Use wisdom. We have to use wisdom. We're, we don't want to be foolish. Now, in the same vein, because you got to balance it, You don't want to just be taking stuff just because either, right? So you got to balance it. You, gotta, you have to balance it. So you balance the natural and the supernatural. One of the things that I do where I, when I've had to take medicine, when I take that medicine, 
I take God's medicine. So if I, so if I got to take that uh, pill three times a day, then I, when I take that medicine, I take God's medicine. So at least three times a day, I'm taking God's medicine. And God's medicine is working a whole lot better than that pill that I'm taking. Okay? So I just want to make that clear because sometimes we, we've actually lost people because of foolishness. We don't want that. That doesn't mean we don't have faith. That doesn't mean we don't believe. I still believe just what I said. But remember, I told you, we're living in a world. And some people's faith is more advanced than others. According to your faith, be it unto you. Not according to my faith, not according to your husband's faith, not according to your friend's faith, according to your faith. So listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? 